this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here today with Anna Capuano, who is an engineer in the making and also an organizer. I found out about the amazing thing she and a friend pulled off when her mother, our readers will see in this week's paper, her mother took pictures of a conference for women in engineering. So welcome, Anna. Thank you. I would just like to start by hearing a little about you. I know from as we were waiting for our microphones to get adjusted that you're involved in the high school musical at Gilderland, but just tell us a little about who you are and some of your interests. Um, all right, so I like to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am the ca- a captain on my cross-country team. I love to run. Um, I am in the musical. I've been in it since sixth grade. I am in Best Buddies. I am a peer buddy with my buddy Chloe. And Tell us what, I don't know what Best oh, Buddies Best is. Best Buddies is where they form friendships between um, students at the high school and students that have like some disabilities or... Um, how wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you had the same buddy, the same... Well, in freshman year, I had a buddy that was a senior, so he graduated. But I still talk to him sometimes, too. And now I have a new buddy, Chloe, that I'll have until I graduate. Oh, that's a great program. Yeah. <laughs> well, how does engineering figure into this busy life? <laughs> when did you start getting interested in that? Um, I've always been a lab person. I love labs in s- school, like all science. I Learning science is fun, but the labs are what makes it. So, Why? Why do you love the labs? I like figuring things out and getting to actually like use my hands to learn things and not have to like just write down notes on a sheet of paper, but actually get to discover see it things yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I looked up some statistics for this conversation, and I was kind of taken aback. Back when I was your age, the 1960s, less than 1% of engineers in this country were women. Yeah. These are um, statistics from the Society of Women Engineers. And currently, 20% of engineer school graduates are women, which that's a huge increase, but still... A small amount. And yet, at the same time, even though 20% are graduating from engineering school are women, only 11% of practicing engineers in the United States are women. So you're kind of a pioneer, I would say. (laughs) What, What is it about engineering that appeals to you? Well, um... I I would say that it's, to me, science, like, go, to, to go into science is to figure more things out, and, but I'm more of, like, the, like, applying it. Like, I like to apply what I have already learned to things, and I feel like that's what engineering can get me, so I can use what I learn in my science classes to apply it to more, like, practical uses. Have you taken the Project Lead the Way classes that Gilderland offers? I have not. I have taken all of the um, AP and SUPA courses at my school for science. Because and just for listeners that aren't attuned to these initials, AP is Advanced Placement, and yes. that's a college-level course where yes. if you score well at the end test, you actually get college credit for yeah. it. And then SUPA is Syracuse University... P 
I wonder what the P stands for. <laughs> but there, it's the same idea, yeah. except run through Syracuse, and yes. you get college-level credit. So what, like, what courses have you taken in, in those? I've taken, I'm currently taking um, SUPA, Bio, and AP Chemistry. And I've also taken AP Physics and... That, that's it but <laughs> oh that's a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> heavy um, load but those will take off all my beginner courses in college so that's what I'm going for yeah so you're not taking an easy senior year no. <laughs> no. do you know where you're going to be going to college yet or where you hope to be going I'm hoping for somewhere in the city and the city being New York city being whatever any city, city. I okay <laughs> um I like the city a lot and um I'm also looked for colleges with a good material engineering program because that's like the specific like type of engineering I want to look into. And what is material engineering? Um, it's a lot of like looking at like the specific components of different materials and like figuring out how like a lot of nanoscale um, science. So, what is it that you and your friend you're going to have to help me pronounce her name? Sophie Gurchikov. Gurchikov. The two of you. By yourselves, as I understand it, there, this wasn't like a faculty-generated thing. This no. was coming from you and Sophie. What what made you decide to put together a conference? We so when so we started our club, and what's the club? Engineering club at okay. our school. We wanted it to be an engineering for girls club because we were just trying to like find more people to like for when we in the future go into engineering we don't want to be like by ourselves so we started this club to try to do that but um we couldn't totally do that because of like school rules and that kind of thing because it was seen as discriminatory yeah oh boys. isn't that interesting <laughs> so you made it open to anyone yes and how many people are in the club we have it ranges per week on who comes but we have about like i'd say 10 girls in it and do you have any boys? No. Oh, isn't that something? So even though you had to follow the school rules and make it open to everyone, it was the girls who were interested in having that kind of support network. Yeah. What about in these really very strenuous classes you're taking? And again, I didn't look up the numbers for those, but I suspect the physics and you know the courses you were mentioning you're taking, either super or AP, are they... What what's the ratio of girls and boys in those? Bio and chemistry are not as, um, especially bio. My bio class has a lot more girls than it does guys, actually. But I also have a small class, so that doesn't really show the picture. But um, my physics class was a 30 people. There was only 30 people in my school that took AP physics the year I did. And I was one of five girls out of that class. So does that affect how you feel in a classroom when they're, you're so outnumbered by boys? I mean, not me specifically, but I feel like that does have a difference on other people and makes people think that physics is more of like a class a guy would take instead of a class that anyone could take. To me, that's really interesting that that still persists because... We have a huge age difference here, and I had sort of hoped that that had disappeared. It was certainly very true when I was your age, but um, I wonder, do you know what perpetuates that, that idea that men are good at physics or engineering or it's more of a male I did thing? a I, I did a um, English piece on this, like, last year for my AP English class, 
and there was just all these like stories of like like the different like things that are behind it and it would be like from girls are getting placed with dolls when they're younger because they're expected to have dolls or um they even did this thing where they were like if you think of your car when you were younger who was driving and you would say like your father was driving and it was like why is that the case and it's all so i i personally believe that it's partially how partially how you grow up and then partially how you how, how much you are able to um well and like the community you're in like the school has to foster that kind foster of thing. That. Well, that makes me want to ask about how you were raised, but I'm first <laughs> going to tell a funny story. My husband was very aware of this. We have two daughters, <laughs> and he got them, when they were very small, tool sets. And <laughs> what they would do, though, is they would take, like, let's say, the hammer and wrap it up in, like, a little cloth and <laughs> rock it to sleep and put it to bed. So he kind of got the idea that, well, maybe it, you know, should have been a doll. But tell, tell us a little about your upbringing and why you think that might have influenced you to be a pioneer in this way. I mean, I had dolls. I loved American Girl dolls. I was super into that. But Did you have a favorite one? Um, I don't know. I like Josefina a lot. She was a cool one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I also had an older brother, though. So a lot of my um, – I played a lot with his Legos, and I played a lot with whatever he was playing with because he was the cooler older brother. So I wanted to yeah. do whatever he did. <laughs> um, that was definitely a part of it. But then I guess a big part of it was my – actually, my kindergarten teacher uh, was super into science. Like, she had us do, for my... Do you remember her name? Yes. Um, was this at Gilderland? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, my gosh. Why am I blinking? It'll come to you. That's okay. <laughs> I just thought we'd give her credit yeah. as long as you were... No, I want to, too. She's great. It'll come to you. Just So what did she do in kindergarten that sort of set this path? She had... Um, she did a lot of work with, like like basically labs when we were in elementary school. So we did things with uh, solids, basic, or mm, liquid, solids, and gases. We worked with, like, what the difference was. And, like, I remember, like, doing the labs still, like, to this day. And there's even pictures from my kindergarten graduation with my favorite thing from kindergarten was um, doing science, except I spelled science very wrong. <laughs> um, and I just think, like, that started it and just kept it going and my my elementary school also had an enrichment program so like instead of doing um the math and like other classes my like peers were doing when I was in like elementary school I would on some days go to an enrichment class where we would we did this thing where we wired a house with, like, electricity. I mean, like, not a full-size house. A, like, little mini house that we made out of, like, cardboard and paper. We, like, wired it with, like, circuits and things. And this was in, like, when I was, like, still in, like, third, fourth grade. Amazing. And I just thought that was, like, the coolest thing that we were able to, like, turn on a light in a house and, like, put wallpaper over the wires to, like, <laughs> make it look like an actual house. I thought that was awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. So it was hands-on for you all along, from yeah. kindergarten right through. So I just got so far off the trail there. I was asking about how you and Sophie came to 
to develop this and you started by saying there was a club yes and so it grew out of the club so we wanted to as a part of our club we wanted to do something like big for our like before we graduated we had thought about doing like a competition and like inviting other schools to do like a competition with us but then we decided that since we well because like we thought of the competition before um our original name got turned down by our school so then we decided that we wanted to do something that would your promote. original name got turned down? What was that? So we originally had our girl or had our club called E4G, Engineering for Girls. Oh. Um, but they had us change it to E4G squared, Engineering for Girls and Guys. <laughs> <laughs> but so um, we decided to do something bigger that would involve what our club was originally about. And Tell us just about the work it must have taken. The pictures that we ran in the paper, my goodness, you had. I'm just going to read some of these names and what these women are doing. It's so impressive to me. Elaine Parsons, who's a chemical engineer with ExxonMobil. Kelly Kirscher, who's with um, the State Department of Transportation. Frances Shands, a photo, I don't even know what this is, a photolithography <laughs> engineer manager with Global Foundries. Lillian Luau with the State's Department of Financial Services. Chinua Akenya, who is uh, assistant professor of computer science at UAlbany. How did you get in touch with these women and... What did you do to make them come and speak for you? Um, well, some of them were, well, one of them was one of my friend's uh, mothers. So, like, we tried to first make connections with people we knew. Um, after that, I went to the SWE, the Society of Women Engineers uh, of the Capital District, and asked them if they could put something out and see if people could come from there. And we got a few people from that. Um, we contacted colleges as part of like the thing to get panelists and then we also got some engineers from that and it was all just asking whoever we could every time we see someone like do you know a woman in engineering (laughs) yeah well what a great group you assemble and as i understand it you also had a panel of students like college level students who were studying engineering if you could just kind of summarize what either or both of those panels said or how um, it must have made you feel to have all together in a room, you had a lot of people from a lot of different schools. I'm going to read some of those too. Um, Bethlehem, Shenandoah, Shelma, Niskiuna, Holy Names, to all be together in one room with these role models. What, just tell us what the experience was like. It was amazing. It was, I did not expect so many people to come and I did not expect it to be such a big thing. And it was, and all of the women had such amazing stories. And Can I, you just share some of them for us? Well, like, they, they weren't even, like, so that they were, like, good stories, but, like, it was cool to hear them, like, know that it happens to them, but, like, that they still are able to go past it. So, like, for example, they would share stories about, um, one of them shared a story about how they were in a room and, uh, an, an, another man in the room and, and like it was a room full of totally men and they were and she was the only woman in the room and one of the guys was like who's that girl and it was at like an engineering conference and she was just like what like <laughs> I'm running this like what are you talking about <laughs> and but like it was just so cool because like she said it with such ease and that she just got right past it like it was nothing <laughs> and even though it might have been something like 
the strength that they show through it makes it seem like it isn't anything at all and that anybody can do it. <laughs> wow. So that's great. So even the negative stories, the way they were told was yeah. like a push for your future. Yeah. <laughs> so what about the students who are kind of on the cusp? You know, what, like, can you characterize what their panel discussion was like? What sorts of things they um, were talking about? Yeah, it was really awesome, especially since I'm going to college next year. It was nice to like, we asked more um, questions based on like specific things about college and like the transition and we got a lot of good answers on what it will be like to be an engineering student and uh, their experiences with because it tends that as I heard that college is less separated that there's more of um, less of a like uh, gap between girls and boys in college than there is in like the actual professional fields so. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. You'll have a nice four years, or if you do a graduate degree more, yeah. where you feel kind of nurtured as yeah. opposed to who's the girl in the room. <laughs> um, so as I understand it, too, there was a component where you had kind of a hands-on, because you love hands-on, <laughs> challenge. Tell us about what, what that consisted of. Um, so we do these a lot in our club all the time. It's We come up with... Because, like, there's lots um, online, there's lots of activities that you can get pre-made and, like, say, okay, this is what you're building, build this. But that, I feel, is almost more like school, and we try to make it more uh, that you actually have to figure something out. So we make a challenge that they had to find their own way to do it. So even though we had a way that could have worked, they had to use popsicle sticks and rope and tape to try to get a car out of a bin of water, but they could do it whatever they, way they wanted. Say it to. again. They had a. Okay. <laughs> so our challenge was that we had a bucket of water on the ground with a little tiny car in it, and they and the bridge had or, and the car had fallen off a bridge, so they had to get the car out, and they could do this whatever way they wanted to, but they had to build like a device to basically send something down to pick it up. Was the idea, and we showed the uh, co- collegiate engineers like a picture of like our idea of what it could be and so they kind of like pushed them in the right direction but they still had to like use their own ideas to come up with different ways to do it and how many groups were independently working on this challenge i think we have like 12 and so was there like a time element was it competitive like you had a winner who figured it out first or was just getting to the solution uh no like we um in in my club and at this I try to make it less about time because I feel like that's a big thing in school is that everything is always very like we like we have labs but it's like finish it before the end of the block and I feel like that's not how like actual science is like science is finding the best way to do it no matter like how long like (laughs) like you just want to find the best possible way (laughs) So. so then at the end did different people demonstrate their devices and how and is there was there one that seemed clearly better than another or did people come up with several different there was just all different ways to do it like I saw a ton of different ones and they all worked everyone got the car out but it was just a different a whole load of different ways to do it and coming out of this is there going to be like people that sort of connected are they going to stay in touch in this era where it's so easy to stay in touch or is it just like the conference is over now and life goes on I don't think so like um we a lot of the 
panelists that, uh, from like the professional panel were like, here's, here's our contact, like contact us with any questions or like if you ever want to like shadow us or whatever. And so we're going to make a list and send it out to everyone that came and we're hoping that we can keep it going. <laughs> That's really great. Well, one thing that just crossed my mind when I asked the question about timing, I loved your answer. Um, you know, that it's finding the best solution that matters, not the sense of you've got a limited time. And I just wonder, and maybe I'm being um, discriminatory myself in a different way, but as you work on problems with women, do you feel like it's different than when you're in a group with men? Is it it more collaborative? Is it more like you're sharing ideas and less kind of trying to be first or best, or is this just like a bad construct I have stuck in my mind? I mean... I would agree with that. It is, <laughs> I've definitely noticed that, that when I work with, like, other girls, like, we all put in ideas, and we're not just like, oh, we should do it this way. It's, I think we could do it this way, but what do you think about that? And <laughs> then we all kind of go around and think about different ways to do it, and then whichever way we think, oh, oh, that's, that's a good idea. Like, we should do that and use that idea instead of just immediately doing whatever we can figure out how to do the fastest. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering if your club, since it turned out to be all girls, if it it sort of fostered that kind of supportiveness. I went to a women's college, which I think now is considered kind of passe. But at the time, it seemed really important because it was a whole different way of learning. But do you have any sense of that at your club, that um, the way you take on these challenges or work tell us a little more about your club I guess I'm saying what kind of things you do yeah so um our club is even though so like our school just wouldn't let us have like the name like Mm -hmm. we we still have the same purpose Mm -hmm. so we have in the past brought in some engineers to talk to us about what they do um and we do activities a lot um we have some like traditional ones and it's all just about solving problems and looking at different ways to do it because there's not one way (laughs) So is Sophie also a senior? Yes. So you're both going to be graduating. Yep. Um, is the club going to continue on without you? Is, are there younger underclass women that are coming up the ranks and interested in keeping this going? We have a few, but we're not sure what's going to happen next year. We is, hope we hope it will keep going. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. I think it's so wonderful that you did that. Yeah. Our time, as always, has gone very fast. Are there things that I haven't asked you about that you think it's important for people to hear about? Sometimes I miss the obvious question. Or do you have any closing <laughs> thoughts or inspirational ideas for perhaps young women who might want to be engineers who are listening. I just hope that if a girl wants to do engineering, if she wants to do science, that she does, because we need more. (laughs) We need more ideas. Like, we were just looking at the, again, with my English paper last year, we saw things like airbags, where they when they first created airbags, they were killing so many people or so many women because men had designed them. And so they hadn't been designed to save women. They had been designed with like a male dummy. And so... Wait, wait. So how does that work? How does, what's different about an airbag that it would be harmful to women but not men? So they made it the size of a man 
so that when there were like shorter women that were like in the cars, a lot of them ended up getting their heads hit, oh. and it was because men had designed it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know that's true with a lot of cardiac research. It was yeah. all done on men originally, and therefore <laughs> things were missed in women. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Huh. Well, I know there's also what's considered a critical shortage of engineers in this country. Yes. So it just a lot um, of problems to be solved. Yeah. Just, so this English project that you did, what it seems to have had a very big scope. What was the thesis there? What was the... Oh, it was just that... Um, I think it was my... Um, no, I think it was just a research paper about, um, like, a problem in our world. And mine was, the, like, the gender gap. And I was trying to figure out, like, why it had happened and what caused it and why it was needed to be filled. <laughs> and here you are actually solving the problem. You're filling the gap. Yeah. Good for you, Anna. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing this. Thank you.